Well, welcome you guys. Thank you for joining me, Tony the Kid, here on this episode of Just Us Rejects. Now, I am by myself. I do not have my co-hosts with me today. My co-hosts are out doing their own thing, collecting information from many entities, of course. We got Zach the Mac over there on our NBA, getting all ready for the playoffs. We got SE3 on the bow, getting ready for an NFL draft, getting all the info coming from there. We also got director RJ himself in the back taking care of productions. He wants to create new shows and create new new projects for us, of course, to get things to do. Now, this general episode, of course, is with me only. So it's one specific issue that we've been having for quite some time. Uh, when we started this podcast, we did not have the audacity or the thought process to sit there and bash anybody or anything we are not that type of people we wanted to make sure we stayed honest as possible and be very very uh how do you say less judgmental on things okay we want to give benefit when the benefit is due when it comes to tv shows movies graphic novels um, comic books and any type of uh, content like that when it comes about either judging or Anything that's brought to brought to air for us people, of course, to criticize. We want to be fair and, you know, not too aggressive on, you know, judging in that aspect. You know, we've got obviously with this new social media standards, it's a lot of judging. There's a lot of people having the freedom of speech to sit there and go and bash so many things that they hate and come out with a very negative, negative way and attack them and attack and attack, attack. That's something that we decided not to do and are not doing with our shows but i have to have to speak up about something where i'm having a big big disagreement and something that i very am passionate about when it comes to what i watch as far as films and stuff like that and i follow now you all know that we have been following dc and the snyder cut in general quite some time and very very vigilantly the snyder cut we loved of course we raved over it so much just because it was a masterpiece, in my opinion, okay? In our opinion, it was awesome. Yes, there were things you could have tweaked, but you know what? It is what every type of movie. There's always something you could tweak. In general, this movie was fantastic, recommended, should have been the very first movie that came out instead of us getting the Whedon Cut. Why? Because the Whedon Cut gave us a bad taste. It really sucked the life out of any DC fan to sit there and want to see another DC Justice League flick in general. Or even seeing any other superhero flick of DC on the big screen. It really, really left a bad taste in our mouth. Now when it comes to why I'm going to be discussing or why I'm going to be sitting there attacking this one specific group. Because it really drives me nuts when it comes to what they grade the movies and how they sit there and promote movies. And how they want to back certain certain, let's put it this way, certain companies in order for them to be successful. The company I'm speaking of and the people that I'm talking about is Rotten Tomatoes. My issues with Rotten Tomatoes is the fact that you guys sit there and pick and choose which movie you decide to like and dislike and follow and not follow and bash those people who sit there and suffer from blood, tears, and sweat over creating a wonderful movie. You really don't back up the proper movies that need to be backed, okay? What I mean is, is that Rotten Tomatoes really hit Justice League, the very first one, the Whedon Cut, which in all fairness, we all agree to its issues. It sucked. It was horrible. It was badly designed. It was very sexist in that aspect of what the issue on the movie and what Whedon chose to do with its characters that he decided to have in there and it really 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 had a bad direction on what it was trying to show us fans you sat there and made wonder woman a sex symbol of very low demeanor you had flash falling on top of her making sexual comments towards her any type of aspect of that which is horrible wonder woman's not needed to be like that and gail godot herself as an actress should not have to go through all that. Shouldn't have to go through that tragedy when it comes to working at a job that she t- she loves. Okay? Now, before I rant on about all the characters and 
actresses and actors about the movie. I'm going to stick with Rotten Tomatoes itself. I'm sticking with this because they're the ones that I'm really having issue with. And what I'm really discussing is the fact that us fans need to stop listening to what Rotten Tomatoes is showing us fans as far as what they appreciate in movies, what they grade their movies, what percentage they give their movies, because it's all in all unfair to the movies themselves of what they brought us enjoyment wise when the Whedon cut came out it gave it 40% when it came to critics liking the movie which I could agree like I said before it was horrible bad the audience themselves 71% decent but not all that great okay let's be honest it wasn't all that great so fans were giving it the best of the you know benefit of the doubt just because it was a DC flick and just finally because we finally get you know Justice League in the big screen but there were so many issues with that movie that we just we were barely you know tagging along to enjoy that now when we found out that Zack Snyder was finally getting his flick and finally get a chance to show what he wanted to show us in the very first Justice League movie or in general maybe a few sequels of Justice League and when we heard that, we fell in love with the idea. We were so ecstatic in general itself. It was really what made HBO Max, I guess, push for fans to be subscribed to its channel and make sure that they stay subscribed until it is released, which is why they really never gave us a specific type of date when it comes to it being released on HBO Max. It was really lagging along. In order for us to stick with HBO Max, in order for us to stay on that pro on that subscribe channel and wait for this actual flick. Because I'm telling you right now, when that freaking Justice League Snyder Cut released, it was raved literally past the time when it was released. Awesome. Very awesome. Now when it did come out, Rotten Tomatoes decided to score it critics-wise, you guys want to give it 75%. Which is ridiculous in my opinion because what I saw was a 95% increase from what it was definitely given in the first one, in the Whedon cut. It should have been 95% on the critic standard of liking this book because it was freaking awesome. You got depth, you got serious action, you got feeling, you understood finally what Cyborg was all about. And why he was chose to be with the Justice League instead of how he normally would be with the Teen Titans. Made no, it made sense. He finally gave us sense in that. Audience themselves, you guys came out and said 95% of you enjoy the flick. Now, how can that relate to the 75% of critics not liking the or liking the flick in general? So you got 75% of critics liking it, 95% of the crit, audience themselves loving the movie, loving the movie. Does that make any sense to people at all whatsoever? It doesn't make no sense at all to me when it comes to you, Rotten Tomatoes. Where, what table do you fall in under that? And what I feel is that, Rotten Tomatoes, you gave us this 75% because you felt bad that you were giving it a low rating. You felt bad that you knew you were going to be attacked for the fact that you are going to give it such a low rating so the fans could be somewhat okay with what you gave it, which it was not well-deserved. I, my opinion. Now, what I have to sit there and argue with right now, I'm going to bring up three examples of movies in my eyes that did not deserve these type of critic ratings that you guys gave it. Okay? The movie Arrival. Critics gave it 94%. Are you kidding me with that? 94% for Arrival. I literally fell asleep after the first 20 minutes of the movie. I did not get the movie. I did not understand the movie. I thought it was stupid. The fact that you guys were hyping that movie up for a stupid, stupid plot. It was an idiot type of movie. Plain and simple. Now, to all those actors and actresses that were in that movie itself, I'm sorry that you were involved in that movie. But it made no sense at all whatsoever. There was no creativity in that. There was no idealism. There was no proper graphics or you know fighting I don't even put fighting in general in that I want to put fighting in that at all whatsoever because it's not fair to you know the movie itself but it just wasn't a good story made no freaking sense to me at all at all whatsoever and here's the kicker the fans themselves gave it an 82% at best 
82% at best. So how can you go from critics being 94% liking the movie to fans being at 82% liking the movie? And 82% is a barely a B. That's like a just a flat rate B. Not a B plus. Not even a B minus. That's a B. Solid B. That's it. It was decent. So that doesn't make any sense to me. How is that in general in that aspect of you guys? You guys got to explain that to me. Okay? The other movie is Thor Ragnarok. Now, give credit to credits due. They really attacked the idea for kids and kids alone to like this movie. Which I give it. I give it credit. My my personal opinion on the movie I wasn't fully thrilled of the movie when I first saw it at all whatsoever can I watch it more often now yes because it's fun for my kids it's fun for myself as well it's funny that's it it's a comedy Marvel movie that's okay I guess I guess you want to say that for a Thor movie but it is a big step up from the very first one as well as the second one so okay whatever now Critics give that 93%. I don't understand that, but okay, whatever. It's a Marvel movie, so you want to hype it up as much as possible. I understand why you now give it 93%. Fans gave it 87%. So that means to tell me the fans were literally thinking the same thing I was thinking when I was watching the movie. So how can the majority of the fans give it 84, 87% and yet you critics give it 93%? For me, you over-promoted that movie. For me, I feel like Rotten Tomatoes, you're backing up that movie in general because of what or who is paying you off. Okay? I'm sorry if I have to say it, but I gotta say it. Avengers Infinity War. Now, I I don't understand this aspect of this movie. Infinity War was, by my opinion, second best movie of the Marvel movies. Second best. Okay? Very first one, I wanna give it best is Endgame, Infinity War, and then I'm going to give you Winter Soldier. Okay? Top three movies of Marvel. Now, when I say that, as you guys notice in that order, is that I was going based off of what was intense, the intense story of those flicks. Captain Captain America, Winter Soldier, was a very, very strong, adult-like movie. It was, you know, somewhat changed a little bit because of the Marvel characters of course but you can kind of tell it was more of adult adult themed of a movie it's why I love that one I was hoping they would keep doing that throughout the series but I feel like of course Marvel decided not to pursue that because it wasn't attacking the kids or it wasn't going for it wasn't I want to say promoting for kids to enjoy the movie that type of movie I think if an, a parent were to see that movie they may not want to have their child look at that movie more than more than one time. So that's probably why they changed the theme up a little bit, if you guys get my drift. Infinity War, you guys gave them 85% on the critic standard of liking. 85%. Critics-wise. Really? 85%? It was a well-thought story. Well-thought story. Thanos was attacking everybody getting those Infinity Stones. He was, you clearly saw his plan and his justification of why he wanted to get the Infinity War, the Infinity Stones, and why he wanted to collect them all. So it makes no sense of why critics, you gave it 85% at all whatsoever. You gotta explain that to me. But fans, like myself, gave it 91%. Gave it a 91%. That means it was liked by mostly everybody. But yet you sit there and gave it 85%. 85% liking on that critic standard. Really? Really. Doesn't make sense to me, guys. At all whatsoever. That was crazy. I'm going to keep going on with this, you know, this this Rotten Tomatoes crap. Okay? Now, I'm going to read some more statistics on, from this Justice League, the Steiner cut itself, on when it opened and when it came out March 18th. From March 18th to March 23rd, DC Extended Universe on the wiki was fandom's number one trending community over the weekend. Number one! It wasn't number one when Weed and Cut came out. It's number one when the Snyder Cut came out, you guys. Darkseid alone 
had a 573% more page views this time compared to 2017's release. 573% more. That's astonishing on the page views. Astonishing. The anti-life equation time story plot that Snyder Cut gave us was the number one page when it didn't even rank at all whatsoever when the when the Whedon Cut came out. The anti-life equation is the one big thing on why Darkseid is involved in the DC Universe. And yet, that was one thing that Zack Snyder alone saw and wanted to attack and brought to the universe. Bring it to the big screen. Why is it Dark Side is such an important piece? Here's the reason why. Here's why he keeps coming to Earth. He gave us a reason on why this character is involved. It's the same thing when we found out Thanos was collecting the Infinity Stones. Why is it that he's going to Earth? Why is it that he's collecting it? It's the same damn thing. But yet, Whedon, you forgot to involve that in the movie, you big moron. Let me keep going with statistics. Since that release, DC's community received 2.5 million page viewers with a 55% more than the first four days of the 2017's version. The Whedon version. You hear that number? 2.5 page more. 250 more. Whatever. But you see the, the amount of that is? It's a lot. It's a lot more. Put it that way. It's astonishing. DCU gained 917,000 page views over the release weekend with the 62% more, way more than the Whedon Cut. Better movie between the Whedon Cut and the Snyder Cut. Snyder Cut got 21,678 votes over that weekend when it released. The Justice League alone from the Whedon Cut, 879 votes. Ah, 879. 879. That's alone just the state of Michigan, possibly. A county at that best. One of the county. Way more. It's ridiculous. That is ridiculous to my eyes. And why you honestly backed up or continue to not want to back up this awesome release of the Snyder Cut. You're refusing to sit there and face face and face that you were wrong and backing the wrong movie. And that that not backing this properly organized story of the Snyder Cut. Now, what I wanted to do was, moving on a little bit here, what I wanted also to do and bring up to your guys' attention and read some of these reviews that was posted on, on the set alone, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. These views. These are the critics, okay? These are the so-called critics talking about the movie. On March 26th, someone wrote, The Justice League's more charismatic Recruits provide spark and spunk, but not enough to elevate. No, sorry, elevate. <laughs> elevate the interminable action scenes, which are clogged with sluggish motion. But you guys like Matrix. You enjoy that. You liked playing Max Payne video games. You enjoy 300 when they did that. You enjoy Watchmen when you did that. But for Justice League, you guys have an issue. For the Snyder Cut, that's an issue now. That makes sense. March 24th, somebody wrote. Here's what Snyder seems to be trying to tell us. Superheroes give you the sads. No, you idiot. They just shed light on their sadness, fool. They shed light on that. But if you notice, at the end of the flick, everyone overcame their issue of what they had in the beginning. Aquaman doesn't like being with the teams, but yet he joined the teams and he appreciated being with the rest of the crew. Enlightened at that. 
found a common ground with Wonder Woman herself, who their tribes did not appreciate each other in the past. Is that a sad? No, that's overcoming. Now, Batman. When we found Batman in Batman vs. Superman, that boy was a drunk. Robin obviously died, so that over, that really hit him hard. Now, I have my issue with that, of course, but you know what? I understood where the direction was going. I think that direction would have been done a long time ago had not Snyder had more, more of control in there and WB stepping away from that issue. I think they lagged that too often. But Batman overcame that as well. He stopped being a drunk. He started thinking more. He started to become the Batman that we all knew and loved about Batman in the comics as well as the cartoon. Superman. Was he sad? Was he dead? No. He was brought to life. He remembered everything what was going on. And he finally get to see his love of his life. Wear the wedding ring that he was going to give her. He finally sees his mama. The one that catered to him when he was a baby. That took care of him even though he was an outsider of this world. Now you also have the Flash. Who honestly, as you saw, did not want to work for a living. Did not want to do anything going forward in the beginning of the flick. But once he got with the team, he decided to find his peace and find out what his purpose was. And that's get his poppy out of jail. Which in general was in jail in the first place because he was framed for the murder of his mama. Is that sad? No. It just sheds a little bit of light and slowly transform into being something positive. Idiot. Now, I don't want to go through all the whole film, but you get my drift on that, okay? Because we can go on and on with all these characters, and I'm going to keep making that rebuttal this argument, but I'm going to let that be because you guys get my drift. Also on March 24th, another comment. For the rest of us, it's overlong. Unevenly entertaining and non-essential. I'm glad we won't be getting more of these movies. Really? I'm glad I won't be getting more movies of Ultron. That was a horrible flick. That was poorly done, evenly, unevenly entertaining, and non-essential. It was truly non-essential to the Marvel franchise. And guess who was involved in that one? Whedon. Jackass. It's long because he wanted to give you an idea what his things were, what his plan was for the freaking future. His plan in general for this Snyder Cut, in my opinion, and he can say something differently, was not for it to be a four-hour flick. It was supposed to be a big enough flick to give a proper story to continue on with the verse, the DC verse that he wanted to go on for multiple, multiple projects. But what killed it was the issue at hand when he first left the Justice League movie. The studio themselves kept nagging and pushing stuff down his throat where he felt tired and sick of and wanted to step away and wanted to be done with everything. So that's why it is what it is. I, I disagree when it comes to it not being entertaining because Steppenwolf was a badass. Wonder Woman was a badass and you finally get to see her grow into this beautiful woman who doesn't need a man or doesn't count on men in general. She appreciates man, but as you see, in general for a woman, she doesn't need one. She could be strong without one and be on that great note of saying, I'm that woman for all young women around the world and be what you want to be, do what you want to do and be successful. But I appreciate the man that's next to me. That's what was awesome about this movie. That what was awesome about that person in general that we did not see in the weeding cut he made her look like a piece of meat and that's what i hated about weeding cut a piece of meat wonder woman ain't no piece of meat nor should she ever be one no woman should ever be a piece of meat but this jackass over here wanted to show that and dis you know abuse this woman on screen and i'm shocked that she continue on with this 
I'm shocked that she did not say something before. I get her. I get where she's at because when a woman st- back then did not say anything, no one believed her. We would be like, whatever. It's whatever. Which is horrible. And I'm glad. I'm glad Whedon's away. I'm glad that boy's gone. I'm glad Zach finally got to work with Gail Godot with Wonder Woman and create this great, great character. Awesome. Moving along. March 22nd. I think that DC fans will be happy. But regular people, maybe not so much. You're right. Regular people may not be. DC fans are definitely happy. Regular people are going to need to be taught. Regular people are going to need to be shown why we love this flick. And we have that energy to do that. Move along with there. In the end, though, this director's cut isn't much of an improvement over the compressed theater version. Both feature a strong cast and a solid action serving a bland, forgettable story. Now, the issue that I have with that comment is the fact that I could tell you're you you're definitely from the Whedon cut, and you enjoy that one way more than this one. I could just tell by that comment you enjoy that one. So my honesty is, don't be no damn judge about any type of movie because if you like that first one, you really really suck at criticizing movies because this definitely was a big step up from that it was better of a cast it was better action and it was a better damn story than that first weeding cut that we got way fucking better i don't know how you can sit there and tell me that the story that we got in this one was not better than that how the cast in this one was not better than the first one how the action was not better than that other one you cannot, I don't know how you can sit there and say that. So those are the critics, and those are the statements that came from the critics in that. Which, my opinion, you guys suck at criti- criticizing movies. Shouldn't, at all whatsoever. And in fact, I think maybe more people should criticize movies, because then you can kind of finally get to see all the positive views about it. Instead of these dumbasses who don't know or appreciate DC at all whatsoever. I can tell... All you guys who criticize the movies are more Marvel lovers. Go suck a Marvel's dick. Just saying. Now that's pretty much my issue with Rotten Tomatoes themselves. Alright guys, you guys gotta stop listening to Rotten Tomatoes. And we have to stop giving Rotten Tomatoes such damn power of telling us what's a good movie and what's a bad movie. Honestly. Did we have fucking Rotten Tomatoes when we were growing up as kids in the 90s? I don't think so. I think you're developing something. But really, did that act, did that play a role in what movie I wanted to see? No. I bet you any money if Rotten Tomatoes saw any of those Al Pacino movies in, now than they were back then when they first came out, they would say they sucked. And I bet you anybody would have cut their throats for saying that. But I'm going to move on from them. I'm done. I'm done with them. I established to them ever since you guys gave a good review on Age of Ultron. Ever since you guys gave good review on the stupid Arrival movie. So, all in all is, when it comes around Tomatoes, fans, please, let's change up the, let's change up the times. Let's go, steer away from what they think is fresh and what they don't think is fresh. Because, honestly, their scoreboard sucks. It's out of whack. I do not know how you guys can sit there at Ron Tomatoes and not adjust to this. And not look at the issue that you're causing causing movies like Justice League Snyder Cut to fail when it should be successful it should be successful more successful than what we've seen just saying now I'm going to jump on the freaking Warner Brothers hate train right now because this is what I have issues with as well the direction of your movies you guys make no goddamn sense of what you guys want to fucking do I'm pissed off about it because it, it really irks my skin That you guys sit there and build these retarded stories about nothing. For what connection are you going to have involving these movies? Like, what kind of crap is that? Like, for instance, the New Gods and the Retrench itself. Really? You guys wanted to create a movie about the Trench and New Gods? 
Honestly, are you guys really that stupid? I mean, I get the idea on why you would want to do the trench. I get the idea of you want to do New Gods. But you cannot do these movies after the fact that you want to sit there and do a slate of Superman, Batman, then jump to Flash, then jump to this, then jump to that. There's no order. Is no one literally on the on the whiteboard on saying, okay, we're going to put this story with that one and we're going to connect this story to that one? Are you guys on different separate meetings and deciding, oh, this shit's going to be freaking awesome. Let's just put the movie out right now. Let's put a release date. Great story. Oh, great idea. Let's put it. Have fucking order. And now all of a sudden, you guys want to cancel these movies after a successful Snyder Cut. And you knew fans were going to be backing this movie once it came out. You knew this. So now you cancel these movies. Now, in my opinion, The Trench would have been a dope, scary flick. Okay? It would have been a dope, scary flick if it had not been for Aquaman showing that in the movie. James Wan. Okay? If it had not been him producing the movie and showing this type of character in the movie. And having a... That was one thing that fans were really intrigued with. It was cool. It would have been a dope, scary movie. But, you cannot make a movie now until later down the line, once you're done with Aquaman. You cannot. You shouldn't have. Okay? But the idea there with Trench, I give it to you, hold it, write the script for it, just wait for the right time. Jackass. Now, the new guys... You, you had a proper team. You had a woman who I love and adhere when it comes to making flicks. Phenomenal documentary. Phenomenal director, producer, script writer. Phenomenal woman. And Avery, I'm sorry, Ava Duvernier. Duvernier. I apologize for ruining your name, my darling. But by far, you are a magnificent woman. Your work is awesome. I love your content and what you bring out there to the world. I love it. And I respect your work. And I'm sorry that you had to go through WB and have this type of issue of disorganized. Of the story itself, in general. You guys were disorganized. You were set to create something awesome. And I, have a, I really had a good feeling when she was on board with this. And she was behind this. I really had a good feeling about that script. But now we will never get to see it because of WB themselves of not being organized enough and doing what they want to do to be successful. I'm sorry. Doing what needs to be done to be successful. What you guys are doing what you want to do is what's making you not successful right now. You guys are really lacking on it. Really. Really bad. Now, the other issue I have with you, Warner Brothers, is that you picked Josh Whedon of all people. Josh freaking Whedon. I'm so glad you're on, you're blacklisted when it comes to making movies because you, man, are, you are horrible. You're a horrible guy. Your relationship with other people suck. You should not be behind anything when it comes to doing movies at all whatsoever. You should no, be nowhere near a camera. Honestly, should not be. At all whatsoever. You were horrible when it came on Age of Ultron. People had issues with you from Jump Street when you started writing the script. Then all of a sudden you want to jump on the DC train. And DC and, and itself, Warner Brothers, you guys thought you had a, a positive director. Oh, he came from Marvel. He's going to be successful with us because he came from them. He knows what they're doing. Da, 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 da. Well, you thought wrong. And it showed in the movie. It showed. And now you have this big battle with Ray Fisher and the whole crew themselves about you guys picking this freaking idiot. So, you guys are stupid for that one. Now, Josh Reed himself, himself, just stay away. You try to humiliate Gail Godot with too many of those sexual references. And I already know, I already know two big ones in the movie screen that I clearly told my wife about when we're watching the movie and how uncomfortable I was on watching that on big screen. 
how comfortable I was. The first scene. When Superman recruits the Flash. Show up in the plane. Meets up with Gal Gadot. Why is it that Gal Gadot is looking up at them coming off the plane? And yet the screenshot that you give us is a screenshot of her ass. Did that really need to be there? Did we really need to focus on her ass? Did we really need to do that and try to sexualize this woman? Honestly, no. But you put that in there. And it's very, it was really uncomfortable. I did not like that. I did not appreciate that. Especially knowing that this character is Wonder Woman. She does not deserve that. Gil Gadot should not have gone through that. The other scene, like I stated before, when the Flash fell on top of Wonder Woman herself. When, you ask? When they're in the tunnel fighting Steppenwolf and the water sewer drainage thing and whatnot. And they're running in the big, when he's doing his big circle run and his slow-mo about it and stuff like that. And he's giving her the sword to collect and have have the sword for herself so she can fight the evil. We get all of a sudden they crash and fly flat down on the ground with Wonder Woman being on the bottom and the flash on top of her. Did we really need to see that as well, Josh Whedon? Do we want to see that type of sexualized issue there in that scene? No. Because what you did to Wonder Woman is that you made her look like a piece of meat, like I said before. You sexualized her again. When it was unnecessary. And of all people, the Flash. Really? When did we ever see them have any issue in the comics? When did we ever see them have issues with them in the cartoons? Never. She was never treated that way at all like that. And it's sickening. It's really sickening. To the point where you definitely got to keep Josh Whedon away from any type of project in the films. Period. You have to. The things that he's doing and the things that he wants to do and ideas for is old-fashioned and it's horrible. It's horrible. And you, Warner Brothers, trying to keep this issue under wraps is a big issue as well because you guys knew for a fact of what was going on with all those characters, with every single actor and actress on what issue that they have. But yet you still brought them on board. And team, Justice League team, I would like to say thank you for sticking with this project. Excuse my language. Oh, excuse my burp. Because without you guys, this movie would not have been successful, in my opinion. Ezra Miller, you probably could have done without, but I'm sorry, that's just me. But you've just, Zack Snyder, you did a better job with Ezra Miller as Flash in this one than Josh Whedon did. I just still can't. Something about it, just can't get it. Just saying. But other than that, Ezra Miller, you were a step up in this one compared to the first one. And I give it to you. I just give it to you. But what other stuff I got to bring on board and what other issues I have is real quick the other the statistics that you guys are going about right now is saying who finished watching the Snyder Cut movie and who didn't finish watching the Snyder Cut movie. Even though it was four hours long. 60% you guys are saying the viewers did not finish the Snyder Cut. How in the hell do you figure that crap out? How in the hell do you figure that out? What number did you bring that out of your ass? Honestly, that doesn't make any sense to me. Because if we, if everyone was raving the movie right afterwards, how in the hell did you get 60% from that? Of them not finishing the movie? Doesn't make any sense there. You guys, I'm sorry. Does not make any sense. Because it, I don't know, I'm not a statistic guy, I'm not a computer whiz, but just to me itself doesn't make any proper sense at all, whatever. Now, you Wonder Brothers are hoping to kiss the Snyder Cut goodbye or the Snyder verse in general. But you, but you guys, I'm sorry. It's it's here to stay. Fans want more of the Snyder verse. Now, I don't know if we're going to get it, fans. But all in all, I wish we do. I wish we can. Because the Snyder, the Snyder verse, after watching that first flick, after that Snyder Cut, I'm sorry, it, it's, it needs to be happening. He needs to helm more of these movies. Now, you definitely can tweak a few things. 
But again, I think some of these other directors and producers can step in and work with Zack Snyder. He's a very friendly person. Everyone loves working with him. He's he's just a phenomenal person, which I cannot believe because you're a Green Bay Packers fan. It drives me fucking nuts right now. That's the fact that I'm backing up a Packer fan in this aspect, okay? It's driving me nuts. And SG3, if you're listening, I, you're probably laughing at right now, but it's driving me fucking nuts that we got to back up a Packer fan. Sickening. Ugh. Made me gross right now. Made me throw up in my mouth a little bit. Just thinking about it. But all in all, it's not, this Snyder Cut is not going nowhere. Fans are going to continue to back this Snyder Cut, and they're going to want this Snyder Cut to continue, and it's going to happen. Why? Because we all got words, we got more words in the background, that Dwayne The Rock Johnson himself, you guys, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, highest paid actor, the most wanted celebrity, wants to continue with this Snyderverse, you guys. Now, how the hell is that possible? You all, all y'all critics out there want to bash this movie, but the number one actor in the world, the number one wanted celebrity in the world, wants to continue with the Snyderverse. He wants to continue with Henry Cavill as Superman. He wants to battle Henry Cavill as Superman. He wants to have an acting scene with Wonder Woman and Gal Gadot. He wants Aquaman. He wants to face the Justice League themselves in the Snyder, the Snyder Cut version of Justice League. He wants to go head-to-head with all those jabronis, and let's put it that way in his words. That's freaking awesome. That's a big credit from an awesome guy. But, again, you guys have no, no, no passion to continue with this. And no plan. But you know what? I bet you any money if The Rock says he's going to make this movie, he wants to involve those guys, they're going to be joining. And you can't tell him no. You cannot. You cannot sit there and tell this, this, I wouldn't say godlike, I don't want to be like that now, but this big celebrity guy, no. And watch him join another crew somewhere else and do some other stuff. Because he was your bread and butter. You guys knew you you were going to have a cash cow when it came to The Rock. But The Rock is smart, and he knew what control he needed and what type of direction he wanted to go. The reason why he joined this DC crew was because of what Zack Snyder was bringing to the table when it came to his vision of DC. He agreed to that. That was a passion of his. He loved those ideas. He loved the characters, the actors, the actresses that they were going to bring on board to make this franchise great again. <laughs> Just use the Trump word. <laughs> That's crazy. Now, you guys have no say-so at all whatsoever, WB. You guys just need to step away and let the directors, let the fans just dictate and decide and tell you what we want to see. You got to step away. Your involvement with any of these projects have obviously caused these projects to fail time and time again. Time and time again. The newer ones that are coming out, such as the Zack Snyder just came out, the Snyder Cut, the Suicide Squad, I think that's coming out, it's going to be successful. This Black Adam is going to be successful. But you guys want to know why they're going to be successful? It's because these directors definitely have full control of what they're bringing to the big screen. Full control of their story. Yes, WB says no to certain characters to bring in or whatnot and saying it's not the right time. Okay, fine. But I bet you any money that they have no say-so in what film is being produced by these directors plain and simple have no say so and will not have any say so so in all in all WB stay the fuck away from these projects stay the fuck away from them the more you involve yourself in there the more you're going to lose fans the more you're going to lose your cash cow you're going to become bankrupt if you stop 
involving yourselves and bringing your ass to the top in the meeting when they don't need to be. You're like that little nagging gnat fly that wants to keep flying around and buzzes ass in places where it don't belong. Get your ass away from shit. Period. Stay away. Don't come back no more, Jack. Stay away. Period. So I hope it continues that way and I hope WB can finally get the idea and hopefully DC can get on a good path at the moment. Hope they can get on a good path. Because right now they had a lot of damn bumps and a lot of crap that's been given to us but yet they're still trucking. They're still trying to give us stuff. So what you need to do WB get your ass in order Stay the fuck away from the producer rooms. And just be successful. It'd be successful, period. Okay? That's all I gotta say to you guys. Just stay the fuck away. Have control. I mean, stay the fuck away, period. Get less control. And make some damn order on your board. Like, put the boards in order. The numbers. And decide on which movies that come in. What damn makes sense. And what stories gonna connect with each other. Like, was that? Nobody not know that in there? I don't know. Just hopefully. Hopefully they do. But we'll see. Now, that's been the wrath of Tony the Kid, you guys, on this Just Us Rejects episode. Truly appreciate you guys coming through. But what I gotta say, and I gotta give thanks, thanks is needs to be given, is the Snyder team. At the moment right now, Zack Snyder, I want to thank you for your project. I want to thank you for your sacrifice. I want to thank you for your time that you gave to this project and the money that you did not collect for do- making this project. Truly appreciate that. For a director to sit there and not collect a paycheck to do a project like this, it shows the love and passion that you have for this project. It shows. And it definitely showed on the flick. I love the movie. I loved everything about it. And I thank you for for just the time that you gave to create this film. And this film, like I said before, it it showed the, the time that you put into it. It showed the love. It showed the passion that you guys have for it. The, the idea of the, the proper direction that it was going to be going, and it should have gone, and should keep going to, for this franchise. It's going to be successful for that. I thank you for all all the work that you've done. Ray Fisher, thank you for, you know, coming out and, you know, stating your issues with it. I know I probably in the past I wasn't backing you up and telling you to kind of keep quiet down or whatnot. But all in all, I think you should have kept going. I'm glad that you are still going with it. I'm glad that you continue to stick with this team and go forward. But I appreciate you, Ray Fisher, for sticking with the project. Thank you for giving me the cyborg that I did not know existed. Okay? This cyborg, I backed up in the story. I understood him. I understood why he had his issue and, you know, his daddy issue, of course, like that. Like any other man has in their life as a daddy issue when it comes to that. And you understood it. So I appreciate you for stepping up and continuing with WB, even though I know for a fact they didn't you know, protect you. They weren't there for you in that aspect. And I hope that they understand their problems. They, I really hope that because that right there is going to cause money. It's going to cause you guys to go bankruptcy. You guys meaning WB. And if you don't continue to do that, it's just going to be a long road of pain down, down there. Just telling you. Gail Godot. Again, I'm going to reach out to you too as well, dear. Thank you for the work that you put into it, the sweat, the tears, the, the blood. And I know you got hurt during making the flick. And I appreciate what you've done so far a Wonder Woman. I appreciate that. And this Snyder Cut itself, I appreciate you coming back to this flick and you know giving it all that you did, even having that issue that you had with Whedon. Because I know... In my mind, that boy really, really did a number on you. As far as made you cry, made you not want to be an actress no more, made you want to quit that job. And I'm sorry that you had to go through that. As a fan, I hate that you had to go through that. 
but I thank you for coming back to the project and finishing it with a bang. It was awesome. Ben Affleck, también you, you, I knew for a fact you were not happy what was brought to the table when you were doing your interviews. You could tell in your face you weren't happy. You, you were disgusted with it, and you knew it wasn't going to be great. And, I mean, you were a mind reader at that point. You were, you were, you're just, you know, a time traveler at that moment, knowing the fact that it was going to be bad. But thank you, Ben Affleck, for coming back, and Zack Snyder, you know, talking with you and kind of convincing you guys to come back for the project. I appreciate that, too, as well. In my opinion, Ben Affleck, thus far, you've been the best Batman and should continue to be the bat, the Batman in general when it comes to if the HBO Max is going to give you your own series. Go for it, man. And my opinion, be in control of the script. Be in control of that. Write that in the contract so that way you can put out what you originally wanted to put out in the, sh- in the show in the movie and finally get the proper respect you deserve. Thank you. Henry Cavill. Thank you for being the Superman that you are. You honestly made me as a as a DC fan, as a Batman fan, to like Superman as a fan. Because obviously all the rejects all know out there, I'm not a big Superman guy. I'm a Batman dude. But for you, Henry Cavill, when you made Man of Steel and teamed up with Zack Snyder, I fell in love with being Superman. I fell in love with the idea of Superman got to understand your pain i got to understand the story that you came through and continue to put on the screen so thank you for that jason momoa can't say another more awesome dude fantastic man keep it up keep the positive vibes going because that's who you are know it for a fact ezra miller stay away no i'm just kidding you did great you did okay all right i'm gonna give credit where credit's due you did a great job but big time credit when it comes to this whole flick, Zack Snyder himself. Thank you for everything. Thank you f- again. I cannot thank you enough by making this movie because the movie was awesome. I've already watched it three times, and yes, eight four hours a piece. Three times I've watched this flick. It's awesome. It's a phenomenal story. It's a freaking comic book brought to a movie. Honestly, it's a comic book that brought to a movie. And that's another reason why I cannot understand why these fans do not like about it. It's the comic book brought to the freaking movie. But who am I to say anything? I'm just a fan, you know? So, leaving it out with you guys, Rejects. Thank y'all for joining me. Appreciate all the love and support that you guys give us. We are pop blocking and dropping it when it comes to it being on Instagram. So, continue to follow us on the rejectrundown.com. Check us out for sure for more content coming to you very soon this weekend. As for you, Josh Whedon, I'm going to leave out with, you suck.